A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I am not a spy. I don't believe in working against one's country. I wanted the Russians to be on an equal footing with the West. I'm not a traitor. I wanted everyone to share the same knowledge because. How much did the Russians pay you? Because only that way could the horror of another world war be averted. And I think if you look back at history, you'll see I was right. How many films can you remember whose titles start with the word red? Recently, there was the Jennifer Lawrence secret agent thriller Red Sparrow. Andrea Arnold's superb debut film in 2006 was called Red Road. John Wayne and Montgomery Clift starred in Red River back in 1948. That's a classic. Antonioni's Red Desert was an early art house favourite in 1964. Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen fought off the USSR in Red Dawn. And a year later, in 1985, Brigitte Nielsen took on Arnold Schwarzenegger in the sword and sandals epic Red Sonja. Now we have a new red to contend with, and I'm sorry to report that it's not nearly as exciting as any of those others. Red Joan is a rather pedestrian story about a retired British physicist, played by the venerable Judy Dench, who is arrested for sending nuclear secrets to the Russians after the end of World War II. Ms Dench doesn't have a huge amount to do in this film, despite what the poster might lead you to believe, and most of the heavy lifting, such as it is, is done by up-and-coming young English actress Sophie Cookson. The film starts with Joan's arrest and the first part of her interrogation. She doesn't need a lawyer, she protests, because she's done nothing wrong. In flashback, we meet Miss Cookson as the young Joan, a talented scientist studying at Cambridge in 1938. The storm clouds of fascism are gathering over Europe, but she's more interested in physics. One night, a beautiful emigre student named Sonia, played by Teresa Srobova, climbs in her bedroom window after a jolly night out. The exciting and slightly exotic Sonia turns Joan's head a little bit and she's soon going along with her to lefty events like watching Battleship Potemkin in respectful silence and being introduced to bright young things like future head of the Foreign Office Sir William Mitchell and handsome German-Jewish refugee Leo Galich, played by Prince Albert from the Victoria TV series Tom Hughes. Tell me if all of this whole world was going to be destroyed, what would you save? The pyramids. The Eiffel Tower, perhaps? Why those things? Why any of them? Maybe it's a chance to rebuild civilization from scratch. Completely new way.
my little comrade. World War II soon breaks out, and the Russians start out on the side of the Nazis, which puts those European emigres on the left in the security spotlight. Leo is arrested and interned. Sonia mysteriously disappears to Switzerland. Joan's scientific talents are soon spotted by the government, and she's put to work on the British version of the Manhattan Project, trying to unlock the secrets of the atom so they can make a war-ending bomb. There are actually some nicely observed bits in here as she goes from being a gifted secretary to the great men in the office to being a significant contributor in her own right. But then, on the boat to Canada to share research with the Allies, she falls in love with her boss, played by Stephen Campbell Moore, and the story is reduced to being about the competing men in her life. I did find all the blokes in this picture to be terribly wet. Maybe that's why I felt so unengaged with it. Meanwhile, back in the interrogation room, poor old Judy Dench is being rather browbeaten by Special Branch, and her top lawyer son, played by Ben Miles, is terribly disappointed with her. Until, of course, he isn't. Can we wrap this up? We've been through all this. She's denied everything you've alleged. Passing Exhibit E to the accused. Do you recognise this? No. This report was produced by the Cambridge Division of Tube Alloys in 1945, just after the end of the war. It's classified material yet somehow found its way into a KGB file in Moscow attributed to Agent Lotto. Who's Agent Lotto? We have this file from a recently defected Russian agent. What's it got to do with me? I think my main concern about Red Joan is that if you're going to be inspired by a true story, as it says at the beginning, why not be inspired to do something a bit more exciting? You're making most of it up anyway. Screenwriter Lindsay Shapiro has adapted the story from a real event and changed all the names, but left all the dullness in. Director Trevor Nunn, who used to be artistic director of the Royal Shakespeare Company, so he knows a little bit about drama on stage, if not on screen, can't seem to mine any here. My other beef with Red Joan is something I alluded to earlier. It seems afraid of politics. Joan flirts with left-wing causes at Cambridge, but for romantic reasons rather than ideological ones. The Cambridge lefties are made to look like an easily manipulated upper-class social club singing the red flag at the drop of a hat, but not really believing in anything other than that fascism is bad. She's dragged into espionage because of the men in her life and ultimately commits her treason, for want of a better word, because she believes in nuclear parity, not socialist idealism. I just wish she'd believed in a little bit more, to be honest, or that anybody in the film had. You are on a research trip. Mm-hmm. Did I ask? No. Jojo, I, I had to find you. No, I, I can't stop thinking about you. My little comrade. The bomb must be shared. The Russians, they deserve to know. And the, the Allies are going to do something dreadful with it. Do not be naive. 
Red Joan is rated M for some very inoffensive sex scenes and it's playing in selected cinemas all over New Zealand now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.